gotta be tough, gotta be strong, gotta be right, can't afford to be wrong. It's hard to shake the blues when you're reading bad news every day. You worry too much for one couple to bear, hunger so much for one person to care. Fooling our family, we're fooling our friends. Pray that the pain and the frustration ends. Hey, what's up? This is Justin Seleska. You're living to listening to an uh, listening to another edition of the Just Living Life with Cystic Fibrosis podcast. Um, today, I am going to go over um, a friend of mine actually hit me up and told me that he thought of this good idea. Um, I think I've pretty much kind of touched upon it in other podcasts, but. Um, is uh is what's it what's it what's it like working full time with having CF? Um, like how has it affected me personally and like my work life? And then how do I think that employers and such as that um entertain like having people come up with come up to them with someone with CF? Obviously, more or less having. Uh, probably no idea with um, what kind of like disease it is and stuff like that. I mean, it is obviously a, like an infant disease um, that like only affects a very small uh, portion of a the U.S. population at around thirty thousand, and then b the world population at around seventy thousand. So in the grand scheme of population wise, that's like a huge, that's like a pretty small uh, drop in the bucket. Um, so yeah, so I figured in this episode be just more um, kind of uh, my story episode about how like, yeah, how I've like grown up and dealt with, uh, first of all, obviously school and then second of all, um, and work um, as well too, uh, what's happening with um, CF. So I guess I'll start to the back in the days of my elementary school. Um, so, uh, yeah. So obviously, well, I went to San Bernardino uh, elementary school system for my first two years of school. And then I bounced to a better district of um, Redlands, uh, the Redlands uh, school district. So um, at, thir- at third grade. And, um, so yeah, so that, what, what that necessarily entailed was on a, like a day to day basis, um, I would have like one of my nebulizers, which is like what people with CF use to take their medications, um, and, and their aerosol treatments. I know I've done like a couple like Instagram stories with it. I think I have it posted on my Instagram itself, which is just in J U S T I N living l-i-v-i-n life um on instagram and so i think i've posted um as well like a photo of of me taking my machine as well too and so so yeah so anyways so i'd keep one keep one at the school location and then um so like like at lunch because i was on like a three hour treatment regimen um, at the time, so what it is is CFers um, take different. So a little backtrack a little bit, a little uh, background on, on this information is 
people with cystic fibrosis take um, obviously inhaled um, stuff through a machine. It's like a machine with like a tubing, and then goes up into like a cup, and then obviously has like a mouthpiece on it, and we like put the liquefied medicine into that, and the machine obviously can converts it into an aerosol for us because it's just uh, it, like pretty much an, uh, an air compressor. So it converts it to aerosol for us, and then obviously we just breathe it in, breathe it into our lungs. Um, excuse me. So anyways, so yeah, so at that time, I think I was just on albuterol. Pulmazyme wasn't in the picture yet. Um, maybe I was on mucamus, but I don't think so, which is like, it smells like rotten eggs, so which is kind of horrible, but... <clears throat> yeah, I think I was pretty much just on a bureau at that point in my age. I mean, I just... Oh, by the way, I just did ter- turn 39 on May 30th um, as well, too. So, happy birthday to myself. And trying to push that median age even further and further and further. Comment on someone's page on uh, Facebook that had mentioned median age. I'm like, well, if the median age is 40, I either got A... Uh, one year to just live my life to the fullest, which I do already, and just pretty much tell anybody I owe bills to to pound sand. I only got a year left, and I'm going to do do whatever I want. Or I just got to keep going and just keep in, put, keep showing that CF isn't necessarily the death sentences death sentence as it uh, is pertain is pertained all all the time. Um, but anyway, so back to <laughs> back to elementary school. I know that was a huge like tangent. But back to elementary school, so I would keep um, one of these one of these machines on on um, campus, just in case um, if some like incident happened, where I, where I need to use my machine for like an emergency purpose. Um, but also, like I said at the time, I was on three times a day, so I'd wake up, take one, um, take one at lunch. And then take one like before bed type or in the evening type of scenario. Um, but yeah, I mean, can you imagine like being an elementary school person? I mean, obviously, like third grade or so, and being like, oh, sweet, I get to go eat. Oh, hey, you want to go play kickball? Nah, sorry, guys. Gotta go, uh, gotta go take my machine. Uh, what's a machine? Um, well, and so you're trying to explain at your age to your friends, they're your, your same age about like kind of like what you have to do and stuff like that so um so yeah so it was like and then obviously who wants to blow the rest of their lunch um taking a machine treatment when obviously you want to go out and just play kickball or on the swings or handball or things you know just be normal kid stuff um so so as far as that goes like the machine treatments and stuff like that that's how that went um, pretty much also as well, that's usually when I was going into the, into the hospital pretty much about twice a year. It was usually one time in the fall and then one time in the spring. So like pretty much when everything bloomed or died is pretty much when I would, I would end up, um, needed to be, um, like my home IVs, um, or not home IVs, but like admitted to the hospital. So obviously my, um, at the time lived with my dad and my, and my stepmom. I mean, obviously mom was in the picture too, but obviously rather they lived in Redland. So it was a lot better school system for me. And just with my mom's work schedule, I lived in Redlands. And so 
we would, and so, yeah, so I would take, get pulled out of school, get checked into the hospital, admitted, which for most CF people, especially at that time, was like a three-week, at least almost guaranteed three-week stay in a hospital. Um, As far as my early years, um, I would have, it would definitely be three weeks in the hospital. And then I'll, I'll, as as I go on as on my age, I will I'll like divulge on what how, how that how that like kind of like transformed, um, but so so yeah so like my my parents would go and grab my schoolwork for me oh darn and give it to me at in, into the hospital and so I'd still be able to keep up with my schoolwork and stuff. Um, had an amazing family support system um, that would bring me like food. Um, which is like really good because last thing you really want to eat is hospital food. I mean, I know it's, I guess it's gotten kind of better nowadays, but it's back then you're talking about like probably like eight, yeah, like eighties, late eighties, early nineties. Um, it was standard hospital food. Um, so, and then at, at that, I was at, um, a vegetarian like hospital because it was seventh day Adventist. And so they're 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 meatless and so they would have like pretty much a couple of veggie entrees and then like one i'll put meat in quote entrees and so like i said when you're a kid you're just looking for pizza and hamburgers and cheeseburgers and and things of that nature so yeah so that that's how i pretty much like kept up um kept up with with uh during elementary school with like with cf and pretty much that's also how it went through middle school. Although with middle school, um, I was fortunately able to, um, I like lived like like four blocks maybe from my middle school, so I I obviously walked there all the time. Um, didn't really have a machine there. I was kind of on like a, a twice a day regiment as far as my machine treatments go, which I'm kind of currently on, and just kind of like more medications, um, but, so, so yeah, so, like, middle school, um, twice a day, machine treatment, so it'd be morning, and then, like, evening-ish, um, kind of, like, follow the same, like, IV protocols of, of going, um, in twice, once or twice a year, um, and at that time, too, I was, like pretty much any pretty much any other like middle schooler um playing like like community sports so I was like in baseball and stuff like that um so like I mentioned in the previous podcast that if I can find it I know it's buried somewhere in my parents house is a baseball card with me with an IV in my hand holding a bat <laughs> that's about as, as as CF as you can get um so one of these days I'll have to track that down if they if it's still around and um, and post that, and I think that's actually more towards uh, elementary school, but um, so yeah, so that's kind of how like middle school went as well too, um, and then that, into high school I would say up into my just see junior uh, sophomore junior up until my junior year. Um, is kind of like when, um, this new, like, this new medication, Pulmazyme, um, 
kind of came in, um, and it was like this like drug to kind of like try to break up uh, the mucus in the lungs a little bit more and th- thin it out. And um, so I start, started that um, after like at first I, I didn't feel anything. So I kind of like stopped it. And then I took anatomy and physiology class and did a report on it. And then at that time, I realized, like, oh, okay, wow, this drug isn't necessarily, um, I'm not going to be able to feel effects, obviously, like, right away. I'm going to, it's going to be, like, a, more like, a, obviously, a long-term thing. So, quickly got myself back on Pulmazyme, which is um, twice twice a day. Uh, no, 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 once a day. So, yeah, so I just take that in the morning, which, obviously, I still do now. So, now we're up to two in the morning, one at night. And, um... Wow, totally is my train of thought. Trying to think back into like back in time here, and um, up into yeah, so up into my junior year, I was pretty much still the standard two times two times in the hospital. But by that time, um, home home IVs had like started to like take effect. So my doctor would usually keep me in for about a week, week and a half, maybe two weeks. Until like I was feeling better, until I was more along like my um, around like my baseline, and so then they would just usually kind of kick you out because as 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 it may seem, hospitals pretty much aren't like the best places when it comes to being like sterile. I mean, yes, it's a hospital; it's supposed to be sterile, but there is also definitely a lot of like bugs just floating around through there. So. Obviously, when your immune system's weakened by um, IV antibiotics, because they tend to just take out everything, good antibiotics, uh, good antibodies, bad antibodies, uh, obviously, in the infection antibodies, they just try to fight everything out of there. So, I mean, your immune system's kind of compromised, so last thing they want you to do is catch something else and have to combat that. So, um, so I was usually kicked off the home IVs. So I remember this one time um, when I was on home IVs, and it was it was in high school, and so my parents were just like, "Well, like go go to school, and then um, just wrap like a, a thing around your a thing around your arm, and it'll be it'll be perfectly fine." And so um, so I was like, "Okay, I'll, like I'll try it." But of course, people being in- inquisitive, especially like high schoolers, like, "Oh, hey, what happened to your arm?" And I was like, "Oh, like I was riding on my bike and I like hit a fence and it tore up my like arm pretty good." But uh, yeah, like I'm okay. Like it's not broken or anything. It's just like all torn up and it looks like really gross. And of course, everything, like, dude, I want to see. And so like I did a couple days of this, and I was like, "Nope, no more. I'm not doing this anymore." So I ended up staying home and just having my um homework homework uh like picked up for me or like I'd go and pick my, pick it up myself because I didn't live that far away from my high school either it was definitely within walking distance and, I mean I could still walk I would just obviously have like a jacket or whatever just to try to like hide it and things of that nature so yeah so after my junior year is when I like noticed that I went through like one round of IVs and then, like, the fall hit, and I was, like, kind of, like, bracing myself, like, okay, well, like, here we go again, and then nothing happened, and I'm, like, whoa, like, wait a minute, like, this isn't how this goes, 
And so at that time, I kind of like transitioned from baseball. I realized I wasn't good enough to get on a baseball team, Um, especially when I'm only sitting at like 5'7". So, um, so yeah, so then I, I took up wrestling. Um, I know I shared the story in previous podcast of wrestling and being called out for being under, underweight actually, because, um, the ref actually had like thought I was truly underweight, which was 98 when I was wrestling in 103 weight class. And so the ref like called me out and was like, Hey, can you like just get on the scale for us? And yeah, so I was technically under like the 98 threshold. I think it was like 96. And so I had to like, well, I just couldn't wrestle during that. It was a tournament. So I just couldn't wrestle for that tournament. I have to like forfeit or anything. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of how like how my high school years went and like my elementary school years went, my middle school years went was just kind of like a progressive, um, a progressive, like as far as that went for me, as far as like get, just getting better. Um, at that time I was working, actually worked at, um, good old like home t- hometown buffet um, so that was really nice for me as being like if someone with CF, cause you're supposed to like eat everything that you want and anything you can. So working at a place like that, I would just like devour everything. And especially like with wrestling and like running with wrestling and all that stuff, obviously made me really hungry. And then I just remember like the couple times I was on like prednisone, which is like a steroid to, um, reduce the inflammation in your lungs. So when your lungs kind of like just flare up a little bit. Uh, they like not really an infection or anything. Like they'll just put you um, like on these like steroids, uh, like these prednisone to d- decrease the inflammation in the lungs. And so you, all it does is just make you hungry. Uh, in your attitude, you can get like kind of moody on them. So it's like always like a CF joke is like, hey, if someone's on steroids, like kind of like stay away because um, it gets like it, it could turn like really quick. Someone could be really happy and jovial and then be like, like what? Like, why are you, like, like, upset type of situation? But, so anyway, so that worked out well for me, working at home to buffet through school. So I would say that was, like, the first time where I had to, like, present um, CF to an employer uh, because, yeah, I, I had to go out one time for IVs. And I was like, hey, uh, I have to go to the hospital. Like, I have this lung disease. And, um... And so, yeah, so I need to go for like three weeks. And I was like, uh, you guys got, got my job, right? And they're like, okay, yeah, well, fine. We'll hold your job. You're a great worker, blah, 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 blah. Obviously not realizing um, of like the disability laws and stuff like that to where when you're disabled they, or, or sick, they really can't can you, especially with a doctor's note. And so, yeah, so I, that was like the first time. Obviously, the employer took it really well. Um, they knew like my standing as an employee, and so, um, so, so, so yeah, so that was like the first time that I had to deal with like telling an employer. So after that, like I said, it went years, um, before I needed IVs again. Um, it wasn't until I had moved down here in San Diego, which I was a junior. So I put me at like 17, Moved to San Diego when I was around 22, 23. Excuse me. And um, I've gone over the story about how that was the first time I had um, intestinal surgery for um, for CF. Uh, 
And um, that was another time I had to approach an employer um, down here. And it was a job that like, I, I had obviously just started, so I didn't really have the repertoire. But I was like, hey, um, no, that's not how that went. Uh, rewind about five seconds. Um, no, um, so it got so bad. That's right. I got so bad that it, it, I actually had to take myself to the emergency room. And then my aunt had to call and tell my co- my workers, like, hey, Justin's been admitted, um, and he's going into surgery. Uh, he won't be able to go to work. So when I got back, I was just like, hey, sorry about that, guys. I'm like, dude, no problem, because I know I was out for a couple, yeah, about a couple weeks for it um, after, like, the healing process, and they didn't want me to drive because I, because I guess just with, like, the weakness in the muscles of the stomach just from having them opened up and everything. So, yeah, so, I mean, that was, like, the first time that I didn't have a repertoire with somebody, an employer, and, like, had to, like, come back and be like, hey, by the way, I have this disease. Um, Obviously, you know of it now. And so I remember with that employer, I'd never had any IVs. And so, um, so then... I like that left that employer and then went to another employer was there trying to think real quick. Um, no, uh, yeah, no IVs there. And then at my current employer is where, um, is where I had to deal with, to deal with IVs. And it was kind of kind of weird, and so this is why I kind of got crossed up. Is I had just started there actually, um, was probably like a month in, so I had like a good repertoire with like the people I was working with. But like I said, it's only a month in, so I mean, they were just like, "Oh, hey, there's Justin, this like guy we just hired about a month ago, and yeah, he seems like a cool dude. He's always happy and says hi to everybody and everything of that nature." But like type of thing or like whatever. So I mean, that's that's all I got, and he's like probably like seems to work work fine. And so all of a sudden, word came down to this huge layoff because they hired a bunch of people. And lo and behold, that's also when another, that was like my first like IV after like quite a while. Um, And I've been with them for about five or six years now. And so, um, so yeah, so anyways, I knew, I caught wind of this layoff. Everybody knew it was coming down. Um... We were supposed to get this huge contract. Then I hired all these people to show this con these people of this contract that we could like we could fulfill their contract, and um, and and so we not and like I said we ended up not getting it. So I, we everybody knew the layoffs going on. So I pretty much went to my boss and was like, "Hey, uh, can I speak to you for a minute?" And he was like, "Yeah, sure, no problem." Like, what? Like, why? What's up? And I was like, "Okay, here's what's going on." And so I told him about a little bit like the brief synopsis of CF. And then I was like, hey, like, I can still come to work, like, because what I do now, like, if anytime I have a, um, an IV is I go in and get a pick line in. And so, and it's like totally outpatient. It's like a half day, like it's a couple day thing. I just do a half day when I get them. Um, like I said, for me, it goes from my bicep up into my, um, up into my, up into my arm. Uh, uh, up and up through my arm into my heart. Um, I have Wikipedia right here, and it says a pick 
that's P-I-C-C, is inserted in a peripheral vein in the arm, such as blah, 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 blah. And then a bunch of technical, like, type of veins. And then it advanced approximately toward the heart through increasingly larger veins until the tip rests in the, in the heart, pretty much. It uses, uses a couple other, like, uh, anatomy words. So it pretty much goes into the heart, like, drops into one of the valves in the heart. And so I was like, hey, I'm having this place. Um, I know you guys, since you guys are getting around these people, I know you guys are going to want some overtime from us remaining people to uh, shoulder the burden. And um, and so, like, I'm presenting you the facts. I have to get this done. I can't work overtime for you. This is going to probably last about three weeks. Um, so do with it as you may. So I walked out of the office and I was like, okay, like when the layoff happens, I'm done. I'm out. Um, but no, lo and behold, obviously they, they still kept me. So, and I'm still there, but I mean, obviously like the whole medical, I'm sure law like kind of factored in, um, maybe they were obviously just liked who I was and were just like, okay, yeah, we'll keep him. Even though he told me about this, I mean, because he easily could obviously went upstairs when they were drawing names and been like, hey, Justin kind of just told me about this. Uh, he can't work overtime, but obviously for medical reasons. So, I mean, I guess it would probably be touch and go for them as far as law law goes. So, I mean, who knows? They were probably like, oh, he's probably going to, if we get, if we can, and we're, he's probably going to come back and sue us. But obviously, like I said, that didn't happen. So, um, so yeah, it was like a three, a three week bout of, um, so yeah, so it's about three week bout of um, a- like antibiotics. So like when I'm when I'm working when I when I had them at that time, what I do is because um, I live in like San Diego and it's in Carlsbad, so it's like a thirty minute drive or so depending on traffic. And so what I would do is I would take one of my case med- one of my medications on the way up, and then I would try not to because usually about every eight hours or so, um, or it's like ten, like every eight to ten hours type of thing. And so I wouldn't take have to take any at lunch, and then I would make sure I, like I would just take my eight hours. So including a half hour of lunch, I was I'd be over by a half hour, I guess, of eight hours. And so yeah, so I would just plug myself in and do one on the way home. And so like on the way home, usually about yeah like a like a 40, 45 minute drive back home. So yeah, so I would dose on my way up, dose on my way back down. And it was perfect time because usually by the time I would reach my destination, I would be done. So, um, so that, that worked out quite, quite lovely for me. Um, so yeah, so I mean, pretty much, and I guess in the general overall, like I've never really ran into like any employers or any situation where I felt that I was like being judged for having CF or I felt that it was, that it was going to work against me, um, I'm sure there are other CFers out there that have like had that happen. Um, I do know CFers that have had to stop work, obviously because of CF, because uh, their health has de- deteriorated um, from from CF. Because it's like once you're once you lose your lung capacity, that's obviously oxygen that goes into your body, and so therefore a lot of it, you, a lot of times you lose energy, so you just can't work a full like full for full time job or sometimes even a part time job. So I mean I know some CFers actually go on disability and have have to go go through that route. Um 
or like social security and stuff like that. So at 39, I'm definitely very fortunate for where I'm at. Um, I'm still on, I think it's coming up pretty quickly. Um, I think I'll be hitting my four, four year. Yeah, three, four, yeah, four years of no IV antibiotics. So I'm pretty stoked about that. Um, looking forward to keeping that up. Hopefully the run, like I actually had, okay, so I did have, um, so I think I covered like the school stuff and the employer stuff, but just, um, randomly actually had like someone hit slide into the DMs and also asked me like, like how, like Justin, like, like you're 39, you still blow 80%. Like, like, how do you, how do you like keep this up and how do you maintain this? And I'm just like, um, like I, like I wish, like I wish I had like a magical answer, like I could have gave them. Um, I'm like, well, I'm double Delta, so I have the benefit of, of a combi. Um, but I was like, but like, I think to myself, I was like, even with our combi, I was still at like the, like, yeah, upper seventies, but still on like, like good days, I was still hit like 80% on my, uh, on my pulmonary function test, which are like the breathing tests that help us measure our lung capacity. So I'm, I was still like, well... Like, yeah, Combi's obviously helped me with a, a small bump, but it's just like, like I, I can only attribute Combi for so much. And, and and like I said, I was already on a streak of like no IVs before I started Combi too. I think it was like two years at that time. I think I've been on Combi for, yeah, I think two years now, almost two years, um, plus a couple months of being off for insurance reasons. But anyways, so, and I was like, well, I was like, a combi, I was like, I run, I was like, I lived pretty active, like, growing up between, like, baseball and wrestling, high school, and I was like, I run here, I was like, I bike here, I was like, I occasionally surf here, um, I should probably surf a lot more than I do, the ocean's only five blocks away, but, um, like, I, like, I occasionally surf here, I mean, so it's just like, I don't know if it's a combo, I mean, obviously, I live I live really close to the salt air, so I mean, I get the salt air all the time. I actually don't work that far off the coast either. I mean, it's pretty, it's kind of inland, but in the grand scheme of things, I mean, we still get like the cl- the clouds that roll in off the off the coast, off the ocean for like our, our marine layer, like our and our, our fog. So I mean, it go it goes to my work. So I mean, it, as the crows fly, that I'm not that far off the coast even for work wise. So it's just like I mean I guess I'm always kind of, kind of always surrounded by like salt 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 air. Um. So yeah. So I mean I. So I, I just told the person I was like yeah I run I was like just being active, riding my beach cruiser, living by the beach maybe, and so just trying to like give them like that incentive like hey like it's like it's a bunch of things like it's just and I was like and of course my overly positive attitude as well too. Um, which I think does actually, uh, help quite a bit. Um, I know some CFers like suffer through significant depression and have a hard time, um, dealing with that. And I've been very fortunate to, uh, knock on wood that I have not had to deal with anything of, of significance. Um, like I, I don't, wouldn't say it was depression, but like a couple weeks ago, I hit like a like an episode where I was kind of like in a weird mood. I, like I pretty much attribute to like, well, work's just work, uh, life's just life. Um, 
type of thing i mean maybe it was a small bout of i guess quote unquote depression but to me it was just like i was just like in a rut type of thing so i like i said was anything anything significant or anything of nature i just like tried to pull myself through it um if you follow me if you do follow me on instagram um obviously started posting a lot more sunset pictures i'm like well maybe i just need to get myself out there since i'm back on day shift need to get myself out there and just start doing like more of what I enjoyed when I did work on days of um, going out and seeing the sunsets um, with the sun not setting till almost eight o'clock now, just going out and about and walking around and, and, and doing stuff like that. I mean, obviously with uh, the Padre season start, the baseball season starting, I have a small ticket package to the Padre game. So I go to Padre games and I'm like part of that whole scenario again. So I guess just things of that nature and just kind of like keep myself uh, even keel and level headed and and a positive and that whole motto of hopefully uh, there there is a tomorrow. I mean, I know it's not guaranteed. I know it's not tomorrow, uh, not promise, but just the whole scenario of um, tomorrow, hopefully I'll wake my uh, wake up, be able to open my eyes and let my two feet hit the ground when I wake up out of bed. And I guess in the grand scheme of things, that's all that us people with CF and pretty much anybody else that lives in life can be thankful for. So I will wrap up my episode with that. Like I said, you can follow me at Justin Living Life, um, either on Instagram or on Twitter. That's pretty much where I'm at for like all CF-related stuff. And then Twitter is like Padre stuff too. But uh, that's J-U-S-T-I-N-L-I-V-I-N-L-I-F-E. That's J-U-S-T-I-N-L-I-V-I-N-L-I-F-E for Instagram and Twitter. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. Sorry for the shaky start uh, going through my school years. Um, But, yeah, feel free to slide into the DMs. I can be uh, found on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, and America's Finest Digital.com. Thanks again, everybody. Remember, anytime, anytime in the, that you can open your eyes and let your two feet hit the ground, that's a great day in my book. Late. Gotta be tough, gotta be strong. Gotta be right, can't afford to be wrong. It's hard to shake the blues when you're reading bad news every day. You worry too much for one couple to bear. Hunger so much for one person to care. We're fooling our family, we're fooling our friends. Pray that the pain and the frustration ends. Hope is a chance, hope is a dream.